Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. wanted something a little dark in there. <laughs> Check us out at projectsapient.org, giggity. <laughs> we want to say thanks to our thousands of listeners. I mean, all the episodes are going up, buddy. Yeah, I know. I like it. Our supporters, Till Valhalla, AAA Police Supply, Havoc Journal, our partners at the Profiles and Havoc Podcast, Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks, OD Kit, VikingTactics.com. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Guys, thank you for making us the number one military and law enforcement podcast on the planet. Hi, man. How you been, buddy? What's up? You picked a really good dark song. Yeah. Well, it's uh, the mood, I guess. Blood of Garuda. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like. It's that like blood of my enemy. Yeah. I wonder what Garuda means. I have no idea. I'll, I'll, watch it, watch I'll look it, it up at some point. like some sort of orange or something. <laughs> Blood of my friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, oh, so yeah, last episode with Kyle did um, a lot of great feedback with yeah. that. You know, quite the uh, quite the episode. He's definitely a good guy. So, um, so I wrote a new article got published on Havoc Journal, one of my articles, uh, September twenty sixth of this year, and I thought about writing this because I always get asked. You know, the hybrid wolf, this hybrid mm. wolf theory that I have for law enforcement. What, you know, what, what is it really? You know, what is it exactly? So I dedicate a whole article just on that. I like. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. Those who embrace their primal instinct. The hybrid wolf. Mm-hmm. So you start, you've been asked repeatedly to discuss your philosophy on the hybrid wolf. I'm going to expand on the previous article of Predator Hunting Predators that I wrote for Havoc Journal. Go for it, dude. Yeah. And uh, so this was, uh, if you guys recall, we did do an episode about this also mm-hmm. on, on top of the article, um, Predators Hunting, uh, Predator Hunting Predators. So if you haven't read it, go on HavocJournal.com uh, and uh, you can search it by my name. You go to their search, type in my name, and then all my articles will actually come up and go for that uh, Predator uh, Hunting Predators so you get an idea of, of what else is, uh, you know, what else I'm reading. Um, I mean, what else I'm writing? Uh, so I'll start by saying that Lieutenant Colonel Grossman ignited a conversation within law enforcement, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the law enforcement community, in the military community about the whole sheepdog mentality mm-hmm. and great books, great guy, like not taking anything away from him, but it was just the start of the conversation that I think needed to continue. Mm-hmm. Not just stop at sheepdogs. Let's let's talk about the different type of cops, different type of military members, uh, different type of firefighters, co- doctors, nerd, whatever. Just the different types, right? But for our purposes, we're going to stick to military and law enforcement. Yep. 
So because fuck the firefighters, but anyway. <laughs> they, they sleep most of the time. <laughs> so I feel there should be a further conversation of this type of police officer that's always overlooked, and that's that that the hybrid wolf police officer. <clears throat> okay, and what are police officers, military members, others with the she- with a sheepdog mentality, and you know, Lieutenant Grossman describes them as the protectors of the flock from the wolves by combining elements of both sheep and the wolf. Mm. They're empathetic towards others, yet they understand the violence and aggression. Most importantly, they know how to use their aggression to protect others. This is what he says. You know, so someone yeah. with a sheepdog mentality is not out roaming the streets looking for the wolves. Yep. Right? To me, a sheepdog cop, military member, waits for that fight to come to him or her. Then they respond in kind. They yeah. do a great job. They respond to the 911. They respond to whatever emergency and do what needs to be done. All right. If there are, they are police, again, like I wrote, they respond to calls, protect those that are needed, and are tied to the radio. Proactive police work is not at the forefront. If an emergency arises, again, they will run towards the sound of gunfire. They do what needs to be done to save lives. You see them all the time, sitting at a traffic post, engaging with the community when told to do so, yep. doing just enough to arrest if needed. Yep. That's that sheepdog mentality to me, right? Yep. Um, so I go back to famous saying that Her- Herrick Littus once said, <laughs> did I say it right? My I'm just going to let you keep going. My, my, my friendly Spartan. I'm just going to let you Come butcher on, how, it. How do you say it? Heraclitus. Okay, Heraclitus. There we go. All right. <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and it is a famous saying. I love reading it from time to time to remind myself uh, of what it's like. But out of every 100 men, 10 shouldn't even be there. 80 are just targets, nine other real fighters, and we are lucky to have them, for they make the battle. Uh, but the one, one is a warrior, and he will bring the others back. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to break this down even further. This is about to get deep. Oh, yeah. Let's use his quote in terms of a police department. In a police department of 100 officers, right? I'm just picking up 100 yeah. officer department. I agree that 10 shouldn't even be there. We all know them. Yeah. <laughs> we all know them. Yeah. For whatever reason, For 10 whatever are reason. just like checked out. Exactly. Exactly. They are your sheep in reality. They are just there to collect the paycheck, the health insurance. They did not realize what they were getting into when they signed the dotted line. And now they're trying to skate. So in your thing, do you, do you think these guys have been guys that, and girls, sorry, they, them, uh, that have <laughs> always been this way or have turned this way? Have always been this way. Always been this way. You, right. you, you, here's the thing, like, like during the hiring process, right, as you know, I've done backgrounds on individuals, stuff like that. And you can yep. tell they really have no clue what they're about to get into. Like. Are you? Re- did you really think this through? Right. Okay. Did you think of what you're gonna see? So you you think these people they just from the beginning they had zero desire, yep. zero expectation of the job. Exactly. And to them, it's just the job. Yeah. Okay. Nine to five, whatever shift they get, that's all they're gonna do. That's as far as they're gonna go. Sure. And that's it. And again, like I see it all the time with some of the new guys. Like they've already checked out day one. Mm-hmm. Because again. They're just trying to make it by now. So now they're your sheep. So they are there to collect a paycheck, health insurance. They did not realize what they were getting into when signed the dotted line. 80 are just targets. Yeah, we all know them. They're window dressing. Mm-hmm. They look good in uniform, but their mindset is god awful. I lumped them with the sheep of 10. We always say that 90, 90, 10, uh, 90 10 split, right? Sure. Yep. 
I lumped them into that, but you know, at the same time, they're just there, you know? And, and, and to me, like the nine that are the real fighters, they are your sheepdogs. Yep. Those are the ones that will do what needs to be done when they are called to do it. Right. They train, they know the danger that lurks. They are proficient in their respective disciplines and they are more than just window dressing. Yeah. All right. Those yeah. are your sheepdog. Those are the nine. Now the one, yes, he's the hybrid wolf. He or she is the hybrid wolf. That officer has truly embraced their primal instinct, their willingness to make the ultimate sacrifice so that others can go home. This officer puts the mission first. This officer is the hunter. This officer seeks out the wolf. This officer does not wait for the crisis to happen. This officer prevents the active shooter, the terrorist attack, the uh, gang shootout, or the homicidal maniac hell bent on killing. Yep. That officer's ready to rock from the moment he or she put on their vest to the moment they step outside that door, even on off-duty. They are prepared. To I want to play devil's advocate for a minute. Yep. Do you think that this might be a trait that over time gets diminished in people? Yes. Yeah. And, and why I say that is because, you know, you get a, a, a lot of the 10%. Yeah. Or a lot of the 90-10. The 10% that go in there and they're, you know, they're battle ready. They're doing their thing. They're out there looking. They're being the hybrid wolf. Hunting. Mm -hmm. Seeking out. After a little bit of time, after getting a little bit jaded, after being through some traumatic events, after, you know, their share of dead bodies or any kind of combat or anything like that, they start to transition more to the sheepdog. I, I, I don't think so. Here's, the, here's why I say, actually, I'll, I'll confirm it. I'll say no. Here's why. I know so many cops across the country mm -hmm. who have that hybrid wolf that will never, ever stop. No matter what they've seen, they're just there. They're doing it because not only are they in tune with what's going on around them, they're in tune with themselves. Again, warrior mindset, right? Yeah. Well, hybrid wolf mindset. They re they know when they need to take a day off, mental health break day. They you know we call it banging sick type of thing. They'll take a little break if needed. They'll go on vacation just to unwind a little. But once they come back, they're recharged, refreshed, and they're ready to go. So the reason I'm saying that, right, is yep. because I've I've had enough time on the job now, right, where I'm in a different place, yep. mentally, physically, all kinds of different, uh, whatever. Yeah. And the one thing, and I, I'd actually mentioned this with with Kyle yep. last week or uh, last episode. Yep. The hybrid wolf puts the mission first. Yeah. Right. I don't put the mission first anymore. Yeah. And I'll tell you, this was this was my uh, where we disagreed with Kyle in a, in a good way. I always was of the mindset of, you know, I go home, mm -hmm. right? And I go home can be part of completing the mission. Well, that's the thing. So the, the whole thing of, uh, you know, get home safe, I go home type of thing. With, with my mentality, right, there are times where I will get into situations where I forget that I have a home, but I'm putting the welfare of others before myself. Right. Yeah, you're gonna put the welfare of others before yourself to complete the mission, but you're not gonna arbitrarily, you know, run so, into fucking so gunfire without. Well, here's the thing. Uh, now, when when I say like you know mission first, it's also being tactically proficient enough to know when you're gonna back out of a fight, to know when you're gonna go into the right. fight. That's, right. That's what it is. The hybrid wolf is, is that split, right? Where a wolf will just go no matter what. Right. Not realize that it's taken on a fucking grizzly bear by itself. Right. Right. A hybrid wolf, we have the sense to know 
when to back away for it. Give that combat pause a second yep. and then head back in. Right. Okay. Do it right. Right. So example is, you know, a typical, uh, warrant, right? Warrant service, not even SWAT, nothing, just your patrol guys going to go get, get ready and hit a house for a warrant. You need this guy's wanted for sure. a felony, whatever. It's not even a detective case. You know, you print out the warrant list. Oh, I'm going to get this guy today. Cause we all know him. You go to the house, you come up with the hybrid wolf before he even steps into that arena. He's coming up with a game plan, mm -hmm. recon, background, all that stuff before they even approach the house. My, my question, what I impose is, do you think that the hybrid wolf after many years when he's coming up with that plan, when he's coming up with that plan of action, the, the attack, all that, do you think that he's maybe taking more? Because I'll, I'll put it to you this way, right? There's a difference between a 45-year-old hardened cop that's still in that hybrid wolf mentality mm -hmm. and a 20 year old soldier being told to deploy and fucking destroy a target Ex experience. There's a difference. Th there's a huge difference. Here's the thing. I was that 25 year old soldier. Right. Right. I was. A, and here's the thing though. And, and uh, as you continue, yep. you didn't have anything but yourself to lose. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing though. In the military, they, they beat into you mission first. So even though right. I was that 25 year old soldier, Mission first. Here's the thing. It's mission, team, self. That's the way we categorize it. Where I'm, That's why I'm willing to take a bullet for my sure. brothers and sisters in blue. Sure. You know, I'm willing to the Uvalde incident. Big lesson there. Um, there's fucking killing going on. Get in there to stop the killing. Mm -hmm. You know, come up with a good, like, again, there's so much on that AR that I've read that just, you know, boils me on the inside. Like, dude, like, really? Because... To me, the hybrid wolf, if they took incoming fire from that threshold of the door and you saw how they backed away, but then it turns into, hey, on me, on me. Now we know exactly where he is. Right. Let's take care of him. Like, you know what I mean? That, that's the hybrid wolf. That's the difference right there is not going in blindly. Right. This just whatever type of mentality. It's, you know, like like even Delta operators, right? Kyle's Kyle's crew. They do so much rehearsals and planning and all that stuff before they hit that objective. But yep. once they hit that objective, that's where that mission comes first, right? It, 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 big examples are, you know, one of the big examples is um, uh, the, when when we killed uh, Oba, uh, Osama. Yep. Um, he the, the Black Hawk crashed, mm -hmm. but you know what? The mission continued. We did, they didn't yeah. stop just because the a, a Black Hawk crashed and a couple guys got injured. They had to continue because they knew that they had to get to that objective ASAP. It's similar with anything that we do in law enforcement. You know, uh, you, you just kind of, um, what do you call it? Like, like, not go with the flow, but adjust fire. Right. Right. That, that's what it is. And the hybrid wolf has the, the capacity and mentality enough to, to adjust fire. Yeah. They go with whatever uh, obstacles in their way. Right. They, just like Marcus Aurelius, when he says the, the obstacle becomes the way. Look, with special operators, especially one of the biggest characteristics is problem solving. Mm -hmm. Right. It's it's always been problem solving. And But not. Here's the thing. Most cops don't have that problem solving skill. Right. Right. And, and that's the difference with the hybrid wolf cop is that critical thinking aspect. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I don't want young officers to hear this and want to be the hybrid wolf and to 
not knowingly put themselves no, in fucking danger. You have Do you to see what I'm saying? That, that's why I said the hybrid wolf develops. Develops, right. They develop. It takes time. It takes time. You yeah. got to train yourself. Because here's the thing. With modern technology, that's where the primal instinct started, started to go away to me. With all the com- gadgets in our cruiser. Sure. Right? The friggin' distractions, shit, all the distractions, the bells and whistles mm-hmm. going on inside your cruiser while you're trying to get to an objective. Um, that destroyed the primal instinct because you, you've got a computer screen in front of you, especially two-thirds of shifts that work at night. you got a computer screen in front of you that's destroying your night vision. Right. Right? Where, you know, like like... That right there is a huge instinct of yours where a primal instinct where your night, your your eyes adjust to the night yeah. more rapidly. I was explaining to a new person the other day as to why I use my red dome yeah. as opposed to white dome in, mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. And they were like, oh, my God. That's, my, I guess my point is, yeah, you can you can maybe have the hybrid wolf inside of you and it develops over time. But you got to uh, you got to wake it up. You got to wake it up. You also don't want to because the last thing we want to do is go to somebody's funeral. Right. Oh, no, that's the thing. It, again, it's not about running into a gunfight without a plan. We just want to tell the new the newbies, yep. FNGs, fucking new guys, <laughs> you know, let this develop over time. It may be in you. It may be in you since you were eight years old. You know what I mean? That's, let it develop over time. That's the thing. Like like I said with Kyle, like something in war woke up, right, with me. Right. It's always been it's there. It's always been there. But it finally woke up. Like, yeah, I've been in sheriff fights in high school, even calls, like, what about the clubs? Like, uh, I think statute of limitations gone by now, <laughs> so I'm good. So I've been in my sheriff fights. Like, it's always been there, martial arts, right. you know, as, since I was in, in fifth, excuse me, since the fifth grade. Like, it's always been trained in me. Right. Right? And finally... Whatever, you know, whatever incident that happened overseas at war woke it up yeah, and was like, all right, now and I'm, the, I'm the, here. And the difference was, you know, with your experiences over the years, it didn't make you into a fanatical type of fighter. No. And that's what there's a, that's where I'm trying to say is like, you know, I think the hybrid wolf is aware. Yeah. Of not their limitations, but of how, fa- how, how much they should push. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And no, though. But. The human body can push to m- much more extremes than humans actually realize it. Right. Again, through training yep. and learning about how much you can push yourself. Right. Because just like at the range, right? We always say, you know, full throttle, go, 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 go. Okay, all right, you're f- shooting too fast. Now you're getting out of control. Let's scale it back a little. Yep. Right? Bring it back to that 90 or 80% speed. Boom, boom, boom. All right, let's now increase it back to 90. Let's increase it back to 100. Right. So it's, it's a similar thing where a hyper wolf knows that already mm-hmm. knows their capability. Again, it's all trial, uh, trial by fire or not trial by fire, but uh, trial uh, was an experiment and, and failure and then go back to the drawing board. All right, let's try it again. And that's the thing where uh, us as, as you know, SWAT and, and, and special operators, there's no really giving up with us. Right. You know, because yeah, yeah. because to us, it's a very um, it's, it's, it's a very important task that has been given to us. When we swore that oath, when we took on that that job, when we took on whatever, we take pride in that lineage that we're part of something bigger than ourselves. I, I get a big eye opener for me, and I mentioned this with Kyle too, with Kyle Lamb. A big eye opener for me was going back to patrol. Yeah. Right. And not to say that I did anything special or did things a certain way, but you got to realize what it was like life outside of the team. Yeah. Right. And you got to see that, yeah, even on the team, everybody had their own roles, everybody yeah. had their own specialties and all that stuff. It, that even if you're operating at a 10, 
you know, you got to realize that not everybody's operating at that 10. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when you're on patrol, everybody has different things. Like we've gone over it with a lot of the things in our episodes, you know, they have problems at home. They have problems with their taxes. They have this, they have that. They got a million and one different things going on. I'm not dogging any of that. And everybody's going to run at a different speed. My concern with the hybrid wolf overextending themselves is putting other people in jeopardy too, because they're not running in the same Tempo. They will. You know I mean, here's the thing, though. As as a hybrid wolf, you're you're like a, a leader among men, right? Right. Because that will gravitate towards you when other younger officers see how you are, and they know that you're capable, you're tactical proficient, and all that stuff. Yeah. You tell them, hey, on me. Guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna fall right in line. Absolutely. Like because they know they have a warrior in there. They know right. that they have, there's there's like I can't tell you how many times I've gone to SWAT callouts, armed barricades, shootings, whatever. Where when I show up, and I'm, again I'm not patting myself on the back, but as examples, where cops that know me will immediately say, "Hey, I'm glad you're here, dude." Like, do you not worry? In in what sense? Okay, everybody on me, yep. stack up. Half the people aren't gonna know what the fuck you're talking about. Thing is, though, again, and now I'm, you're taking away from the mission in front of you because now you have to worry about five, six, and seven in the stack. I always worry about, even on my own SWAT team, I think of the guys behind me, right. regardless. But aren't, aren't, isn't guys, it going to be a little more? It's going to be a little more. But here's the thing. When, when I did an entry, uh, we did arm barricade, cleared the house, and this was just patrol before it got to a SWAT call-out because the individual gave up. Um, I took four junior guys with me. Yep. I was... You know, chief's like, hey, I'm in your TL. Yeah. Right, roger that. I take them. But you know what I did, though? To that me, I was also comfortable that the house was completely empty. And to me, it was a teaching moment for them, too. So okay. we went into the house, and I slowed it down to the point where it was safe yep. for them. That way, they gained their confidence. They know what they're doing. And all I'm saying is, hey, dude, you know, hey, dude. Uh, you know, I'm gonna check use this. That. Hold this. Yeah, I'm going to use random names. You know, hey, Brian, ch- yeah, check that corner. Hold it there. Hey, Kyle, you break left. Do, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so to me, that's a teachable moment, and it worked out perfectly. Now, Uvalde-type incident on me, but here's the thing. Even though I know I got guys behind me, I know I may be the one who has to actually take the shot. Right. Because I already have it in my head that it's there, that, hey, I got to go do what I got to do. My question, and again, I'm playing the devil's advocate. I yeah. agree with you, but I'm playing yeah. devil's advocate. Uvalde. Yeah. Guys, on me, stack up. We're going. We're hitting the door. You don't know who's behind you. No. Right? Yep. You're going, you know you have to might take that fucking shot. Yep. What you don't realize is that fuckhead that's been on the job for 30 years doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he's going to be like, oh, I've been nose as shit. Let me get behind him. Walks up behind you, gets in a stack, and accidentally pulls the fucking trigger and kills you. Well, no, <laughs> do you see I, what I I'm know. saying? I know. And here's the thing. Like, like it's, it's you got to take that it, it, like I can't, it's a lot i can't think of that at the time because here's the thing like like with me right going uh, like overseas when we go outside the wire if i had to think about every little thing that would c- probably kill me i wouldn't be able to do half my missions right and that's including animals and whatever other obstructions is in my way but is it not in the back of your head always subconsciously yeah probably that's gonna slow you down i think it hasn't really not, so? not to the point where it was dangerous for me yeah okay. or dangerous for my guys it, I move at a speed that is useful for the entire team. Gotcha. Okay. So, again, the hybrid wolf is not running into gunfights, sprinting. Right. A hybrid wolf knows their capability and the capability of everyone around them. And then that's when they're like, hey, number two, number three, button hook, whatever. If they don't know it, they're going to have to figure it out. Right. Go the opposite way of me. 
Basically, is what I'll tell them. You know what I mean? That, that basics. Basics, you know? Um, and, I go right, you go left. Exactly. Just go the opposite of me. Don't, don't worry about anything else. Just go the opposite of me. You know? And, and that's all I'll tell them. And, and I've, I've said that numerous times on, right. on entries. Hey, go the opposite of me. And yeah. that's it. And then it will just come together, right? And, and here's the thing. Like, like to me, the, you know, I even say it with, with, you know, about not being out of control and, and a maniac is, you know, this officer is in tune with the wolf straight with their wolf traits, which, you know, uh, Miyamoto Musashi says, if you wish to control others, you must control yourself. The officer who's the hybrid wolf knows this very well. The officer has that predatory instinct under control. Jordan Peterson. My once, man. Yeah, your man. Jordan Peterson once said, a harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a very dangerous man who has that under voluntary control. Yes. I had retired... Uh, I had retired U.S. Army Forces Delta, U.S. Army Special Forces Delta operator Kyle M on the podcast, which we were, we were talking about, and he was talking about a recruit training video, if you remember, yeah. And if the listeners remember, right? He's talking about how this recruiting visual cop face painting, blah 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 blah, you know, and all that. And the second video was guy a cop getting ready for for his tour duty, basically strapping mm-hmm. on their vest, loading the firearm, getting ready to go out and do the do their job. The command staff felt it was a little bit tough. The, the second video, right? So, whatever that means, right? So, Kyle asked, what kind of cop do you want on your police force? Do you want a cop who trains, who's proficient, who's ready to inflict violence on those who want to hurt, kill, and or destroy a way of life? Or do you want to be that cop who just does face painting and doesn't understand the other part of the job, the real police work? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's kind of like that, that saying where, would you rather be a, a gardener in, in war or, a, or a, uh, sorry, what was it? Would you rather be a gardener um, during peace or a warrior who tends to his garden? And, right. and, you know, goes into war. It's something like that. I know I butchered it, but it, it's something to that effect where to me, yeah, you know what? I've done community service uh, type of community policing type events where, yeah, I'm laughing and joking. I mean, I just did coffee with a cop not too long ago, you know, laughing, joking with people. But guess what? Back in my mind. I was thinking of other things. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. There we go. That's what it is. It's you. I 100% agree with you. Yep. I 100% so, agree and, with you. And that's what Kyle was getting at. That's what he was asking. He said, what kind of cop do you want on your force? Devil's advocate again. Yep. In today's changing society. And I especially saw, I've been on 20 years, yep. right? A little over. Holy fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um You've seen a lot of things change in society. Yep. Right. And and I, talking to a lot of the old timers and talking to even some of the new people when they, you know, they want to hear stories. They want to yeah, hear yeah. this. They want to hear that. And even sometimes with, with guys on, on where I work and we talk about oh, the old days, how we used to do this and how we used to do that. Shit's changed a well, lot. Here's the thing. It's changed. But what the hybrid wolf cop does adapt and overco- overcome. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Like I've, I've come to a point where I'm like, you know what? We got new rules. Let's play by those rules and I, let's do it. I mean, I've been less aggressive. Yeah. I've been less aggressive. Yeah. And it, I've especially taking into where I'm working. Yeah. The yeah. community, the, you know, different types yeah. of things going on, different types of crimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We get the shootings. Not as much as I used to before. Yeah. Now I get the fucking, you know, drunk guy banging on my door. Type <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. 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 You, yeah. you know what I mean? So I guess... I, I want people to make sure that they understand that it's okay to be the hybrid wolf. Obviously, we want you to be a hybrid wolf, and we agree with it. But know your surroundings. 
Know your well, shit. Here's the thing. Know your shit, which means not just know your surroundings, know your laws, right. know your policies, yeah. know what you can and can't do. Because a lot of times when these cops get in trouble, they would say, oh, I didn't know that, or I didn't know this. I, like, <laughs> no, that's, that's not a that's fucking not an excuse. excuse. And how many times do we say that to people that we deal with? Or that break the law. They, they break they, the law. Yeah. Like, no, that's not an excuse that you didn't know. No. And, and it, it's clear on even case law that even the Supreme Court has mm-hmm. said ignorance is not an excuse. Mm-hmm. So I say that again to our uh, police officers who, who the command staff and whatever that allowed this spiral to finally, or, or this soda shaken and, you know, it finally exploded on us um, the way things have been going. It's because for decades we have been like this change, not change, but this like evolving, I'm evolving, I'm yeah. not, you know, the hybrid wolves on, oh, no, I'm not going to take the dust. I'm not going to do this. Cause I, I like doing what I'm doing right now. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and I, I, I give it to Kyle. He, he was 100% right. You didn't take the test. So don't bitch about it. Right. Take the test and be that change. Which 100%. I agree. I, 100%. And, and that's the only way to effectively make change within the department is to actually put yourself out there, mm-hmm. become the sergeant, lieutenant, captain. Yeah, I get it. You're going to be like a lot more administrative as you rise the ranks. Right. But that wisdom and that knowledge and that experience that you can you affect have, change. You can affect change. You can be that voice for cops, for your officers, yeah. because you have that experience versus being the guy, you know, some of these crazy police commissioners we have in this country who've never done the job coming up with these arbitrary freaking policies. And, and that's, again, I go back to commissioner Gross, who's done the job. He's told the Boston mayor may hey, stay in your lane. Yeah. And that's when, when he was still the commissioner, when he was still the commissioner, that's what I mean. When commissioner Gross was in, in on the job, yeah. he's done the job. That's the thing. Everyone loved him at, at, at the department. And when he would tell the mayor, stay your lane, that is a leadership. That is leadership right there versus some of the other commissioners around the country who bow down to the political uh, mayors and whatever else and would do whatever. That's the big difference. I agree. He, Commissioner Gross is like that classic hybrid wolf who went up the ranks, made it to where he was, and effected that change. The one thing about him, too, which was great leadership, was that he was able to... He was, yes, he'd been a cop for a very long time. He was the cop's yeah. cop. He was a great cop. Yeah. He was a great supervisor. Yep. You would listen to him. Yep. But he was also very big on realizing the evolving dynamics of a community and all that. Again, but right? adapt and overcome. Adapting and overcoming, but also bringing in, because he had never done any kind of special operations, right? Yep. But he was always first to bring people in. Yep. Bring the experts around you, the quote unquote experts, yep. right? Because we're not all experts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring the experts in around you so that he can learn to, exactly. so that he can pass that on to that's the, the administration. That's the difference with the hybrid wolf who get becomes that leader. They know their limitations. Like, you, you know, you point out, oh, they know their limitations. Like, right. oh, shit, I haven't done undercover work. Right. Uh, let me ask the guys who actually do it. You know, what sort of policies or what things can we do or change or what do they need? I guess in a way, it just kind of clicked to me now, right? When you said undercover work. I yep. don't want... I want people to know and to think and to want to be that hybrid wolf. Yep. I don't want it to make it dangerous for themselves and others. And what I mean by that is nine out of 10 of hybrid wolves, when you talk to them yep. and you say, Hey, something about undercover work, or I want to go do undercover work. I want you to go do undercover. They'll be like, I got this. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go do it. And in reality, they don't. Oh, that, do you see what I'm saying? I've seen those. Those aren't, I don't call those hybrid wolves because 
those are to me are the sheepdogs. They have the military haircut. Yeah. High and tight. Look yeah. good. Look sharp. They know their job. They know what they're doing, but they don't know how to adapt. When you go into undercover work, it's a huge change oh, from yeah. your regular. It's a massive change. It's a massive change. But you have, as a hybrid wolf, you because you have those predatory instincts out, other bad guys who are predators were like, oh, this is another predator. Like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, w- let's work together. Like, you know, the whole re- real UC, yeah. that trade craft. It's not jumping like with me. Like, I didn't just jump into it because I wanted to do it. No, it, w- one, I wanted to see if I had what it takes. Yeah. I never did anything that would jeopardize me, right? Again, I had to be comfortable by the time I got into it. It's not like you just get thrown into the fire right. and go, right? So that that's the thing is like if you are – and know your limitations. If you're not cut out for undercover, admit it. Like if you're not cut out for SWAT, whatever. Something that just popped into my head. Yeah. Some of the best hybrid wolves I've seen have been criminals. Well, that's the thing, <laughs> but, but they're not, but, but the criminals, those, those are the wolves though. The hybrid side right. is where you're able to control that tendency. Yeah. Right. So I wrote an article a long time ago uh, about uh, a guy I knew, uh, I won't even say his name because he turned ISIS and, you know, got killed. <laughs> I remember. But you remember, but me and him grew up sort of the same. Yeah. Right. Where he allowed his wolf instincts to get played you know, to get uh, uh, the propaganda and all that stuff yep. and allowed himself to get sucked into that wolf mm-hmm. mentality mm-hmm. where me, I did not do that. I didn't subscribe to that. I knew those were bad people, right, at that mosque. Yep. And I stopped going as a result because I knew this was not good and I was young at the time, And but I, I knew and felt that something was not right. You could have easily, and not dogging you, but yeah. you could have easily gone the other way too. Oh, yeah. No, but that's that's the thing. That, that the hybrid side is where you know, you know what's right and wrong. Yeah. Where the wolf has no idea. They just go. Right. Right? They hunt in packs. I get it. Hybrid wolves, we go in packs, mm-hmm. but we go in packs like with in- intellect, with a certain moral code. You know, how many times have we, you done, you know, search warrants with uh, with SWAT, right, where you knew not to cross a certain line because we just don't. We know the moral standards, right? Of we course. know that we don't need an ethics course to tell us <laughs> that we need morals. You know what I mean? Dude, ethics is some of the fucking. <laughs> well, that, it cracks me up. Like like I've always said and, and you've said and, and anyone that I know said, if you're a fucking prick. Or an asshole, <laughs> no training is going to change that from you. Absolutely not. If you are a diabolical fucking dipshit, manipulator, narcissist, manipulator, narcissist all that, you're never going to change. Of course not. Ethics will not teach you that. Yeah, and you need to get off the job too. Exactly, and we know plenty that that uh, are going off the job. So let me get back into the article. So. Um, actually, I covered in the article, right? So one thing I would want to make absolutely clear is. The hybrid wolf cop military member is not this out of control individual. In fact, they are in complete control of their instincts and are able to channel their wolf side for the betterment of society, which is what we were just talking about. They are not your cops who end up on the evening news for excessive force. They actually mock those officers because they knew that officer didn't have any control from the start. And we we see that all the time, you know, where, where the cop is out of control because they're so panicked. And they wind up doing these haymakers at some dude. And we're like, dude, no. Yeah, man. It, a lot of times, and I say it to myself, you can never fully control human nature. No. You know, and a lot of, no matter how much you try, even as a leader, even as a supervisor, even as a, you're never going to be able to change some people. No. The best you can do is 
lead by example. Exactly. Right. That's the thing. You you lead by example, and guys and gals on the job will gravitate towards that because they yeah. know one, you're a fighter, right? When 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 the gloves come off, they come off, and you're ready to go. But number two, you have a certain moral standards that you will not violate. I guess. Like it comes to mind when you hear of, and it goes back to Willie Gross again, right? Yep. He led by example, even yep. though he was never an operator. He never yep. he led by his example. It was much easier to follow his orders than it was the guys and girls before, where they had zero fucking clue. Yeah, and it was like, do as I say, only because I have these stars on my fucking lapel. That's a leadership problem. That's right? a massive leadership, and problem. that's within our law enforcement across the country. And right. again, it finally hit us, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's been hit. It, it's been something in the making that's been just coming for decades and it finally hit us. Right. And now we're at the point. Yeah. We got to adapt and overcome. And yeah. you could see the, the officers that are ended up, um, uh, leaving the ones that, that those 10 that really don't, shouldn't be there. there there's a reason why they're leaving because <laughs> they can't hide anymore. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, they can't. A lot of these things are getting exposed. Exactly. They can't hide because that's why they don't want to get indicted. They yeah. don't want to get in trouble. This, that. The hybrid wolf cop, like, I've, I've gone to numerous classes uh, across uh, the Commonwealth. Uh, and of late, the hybrid wolf cop, their mentality now, all our mentality is like, you know what? Fuck it. Adapt, overcome, and let's be the change that we want to see. You have to, man. Otherwise, an organization crumbled. Exactly. Whether and, and it's a corporate environment or... Thing. We can't control what the courts do, right? We just can't. The The courts are being led... It's, it's like a circus in there half the time. And, and you know it and I know it, right? You're wrong. Because in a social aspect... And again, it's not the police officer's job yep, because yep. Of you're, you're a public servant, right? Yep. But I think society, I think us as police officers need to tell our friends, our family, or all these people to go out there and even the courts... Not protest. I'm not saying to go out and protest, but I'm saying try and affect change in the way things happen. Yeah. Because a lot of these laws, a lot of these rules, a lot of these courts serve the public. Yes. So if they don't know what the public really wants, they're going to do whatever the fuck they well, want. No, that's that's what I mean. That's why I call court a circus at times. Because right. How many times do we arrest the same individual over and over again for major offenses? Not even like right. minor shit. Major shit because they're only getting out, getting out, getting out, getting out, getting out. Where I tell people like, hey, <laughs> write to the DA. Right. right do exactly. This, do that. Like start let at the them top. No. Let them know this is bullshit. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. My job as a cop is develop probable cause to make that arrest, and then I ship them off to court. Exactly. And that's where my job ends. As a detective, yeah, I have a little bit more with the court and a little more prosecution-wise. But in the root, basic sense of being a police officer, probable cause. Yeah, you can't change what the court's going to do. No. Your friends and family can. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. They need to get on the soapbox, and they need to get just, just like, you know, when the people on the left went on the whole defund the police and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. They got on a fucking huge soapbox. Oh, yeah. They did what they wanted to do, right yeah. or wrong. I'm, yeah. I'm saying they're wrong, but yeah, yeah, whether right. they were right or wrong, <laughs> yeah. they did what they needed to do to affect change. Yes. And how many of these cities and towns and municipalities are changing a lot of the laws, like the no bail stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, all that shit. It's because those people got on soapboxes. Yep. yep. We need to get on soapboxes, too, and not we as police officers. We as civilians yeah. need to get on our soapboxes and affect that change. And that's part of being part of the hybrid wolf too. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I said, uh, you know, in the beginning I said, it doesn't just stay with cops. Fire. Right. Like even a, a civilian that has that hybrid wolf mentality can be that 
aggressive individual to affect change. I would, dude, I was, I wanted to tell you about this. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. A couple months ago, I was on a call. I met this kid, no specifics. Uh, he wasn't a victim. He was a witness to something. Yeah. And he was the most astute. He was the most, he was like a fucking sponge. Yeah. I'm talking to this kid and it got me thinking, dude, do you work for the fucking government? Do you work <laughs> for like the company or something? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking to him. He was like 17, 18 years old. He was the most observant fucking human being I had ever met. He was giving me details down to the fucking T, tattoos, what was yeah. written on guys' arms. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. And we started talking later on after the call was all done about, does he want to get into law enforcement and this and that? And he was like, yeah, you know, I want to get on the federal side. And I, I was kind of like joking with him, like, yeah, I don't, don't fucking do that. <laughs> There's no money in that, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It brought it to mind when you said even in the civilian world, yeah. there's those hybrid wolves, they're, man. They're out there. They're out there, and, 100%. You know, and that's the thing, that we have to combine uh, forces, so to speak, to affect those change. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, uh, you know, just last couple paragraphs. Uh, a hybrid wolf officer understands that aggression is a gift. It is a survival instinct that they have embraced and trained in. Yeah. Again, it's that training. The wolf, when it strikes, strikes with intensity and furiousness. Right? Most police officers do not know what to do with that type of aggression. <laughs> the hybrid wolf knows that aggression and responds in kind. Yeah. I mean, how many how many uh, body cam footage or whatever we see? I mean, I mean, look at the latest body cam footage uh, that we saw of uh, Tacoma, Washington. That cop who yeah. did a hundred and eighty three yard shot insane put, he put his coffee down on oh, the thing yeah. and everything you know that was yeah. a total mic drop moment that cop <laughs> is that one yeah the yeah. one that will bring the others home 100 percent. because he was calm he knew what he was doing and my favorite part is the mic drop moment is suspect down you know on the radio like, i got i even got into a conversation <laughs> with a buddy of mine on it and yeah. i said you know a lot of times that combat pause a lot of people have their own triggers into doing that to bring themselves back down and just in case, right? And I said that coffee might have been his thing. Well, no, not just that. But when he rested the rifle, uh, he took a second, Susan, took a second, then came he out, heard the breath, yeah, ready to yeah. go, bam. He was it, like ready to go. He like, was that is a everything. classic hybrid wolf yep. mentality right there. Not out of control. Mm -hmm. He knew his capabilities. 183 yards was nothing for him. Yeah. You know, like he didn't need to come up. Again, it's being smart. Yes. Right? It's not about being that crazy, like driving this cruiser as fast as you can at the guy and the guy's blowing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Nope. He stopped. Did I hate the cliched shit, but slow, smooth, smooth is fast, right? Exactly. It's, it it's, works. It works. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. So, so, and here's the other part. You know, when, when uh, cop killers are interviewed in prison and get asked, why do they kill the police? Why did they kill the police officer? Most of the answer is because they knew they mm -hmm. could. I know cops across the country who are avid wolves, and they tell me all the time there is one reason why their fellow officers weren't killed in certain situations is because the bad guy decided not to. And this is actual conversation I had with a with a friend of mine who was a Texas cop, and he said he he rolled up and he was losing his shit because his guys the way his guys were kind of uh, conducting themselves. You yeah. know, they were searching like he had two officers searching the car while four gangbangers are sitting on the curb. Yeah, there's only one reason they did not die tonight. They the uh, bad guys didn't decide to. Yeah, that's the only reason why, yep. right? And and that's the thing. That's that mentality where us as as hybrid wolves, right? If I get a car full of gangbangers, yeah, I'm calling backup, right? Before I even pull them out of the car, yeah, we're gonna get four or five officers out here. Then we're gonna start ripping them out, and then one or two search the car while the other three watch the four bad guys. Slow it down. It. Slow it way down. You are in control. That's part of being in control, right? Hybrid wolf, you're in control. <laughs> You are the authority. You're the cop. 
you are in control of the situation, not them. You own it. Exactly. How many times do you remember an instructor telling you, you own it? Well, that's that's the whole idea behind the the, the, um, uh, the, the, the acceptance responsibility. Yeah. Right? I'm responsible. For example, that, that poor lady uh, suspect, actually, who got hit by the train in the police car a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't, that I don't was. remember that. Well, so she was a, I, I believe it was a B&E suspect. They got her. For some reason, the police officer parked his freaking cruiser on the train tracks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They proceed to put the suspect in said train in said cruiser, and a train does what a train does. does What a train does could not stop and hit the cruiser, severely injured the uh, the suspect. And I feel bad for the suspect because I'm like, oh my god, like that should not have happened. Just that little bit of pause, man. Just that little bit of pause. Like, know your surroundings. One, know your surroundings. Oh, shit, I parked on the train tracks. Let me get it off. Right. I mean, you work in, the, you know, us going into the big city, we know what these trains are capable of and what they're not. <laughs> I mean, my job, previous job at the transit uh, police, God damn, you're never going to stop a train. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. Yeah. Anytime, like, in the city I work in right now, anytime we're on the tracks, I cringe. I'm like, dude, just so you know, they do not hear, like, just... Get off the tracks. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the CSX police? Oh yeah, yeah. They I were disbanded. Their uh, I don't know if their entire unit was disbanded, but their special operations was disbanded. Dude, those were badass guys. I actually got it was an honor to do uh, one of their last trainings with their special ops guys. Yeah, on the trains, and I got to learn so much. Oh, they were. Uh, when was this? I, uh, so back in two thousand eight is when I uh, ended up training with them. It might have been a little after that. Yeah, they they had an awesome training facility. I remember they had trains set up, yeah, yeah. and you go in and Sims and it was awesome. Hostage rescue, like those guys are like tip of the spear with that shit, especially <laughs> yeah. railroad police and all that. So, yeah. anyway, so now uh, we're getting to the last paragraph. Um, the hybrid wolf cop, military member, firefighter, and any other warrior that represents a very small percentage. They are out there, but not seen. This is because they prefer to operate in the shadows. They get frustrated by their own fellow warriors who do not get their mentality. They're out there hunting, combing the world for the beast uh, that they know. It's a beast that they understand because at one point they decided to keep it under voluntary control. <laughs> just like Jordan Peterson said. Just like man. Jordan Peterson said. It's just knowing that control. Fucking amazing, dude. Dude, I've been... What a great article, brother. Yep, yeah, the latest one, and uh, I got another one coming, so. Giggity. Giggity. (laughs) (laughs) Look, any any questions that guys and girls might have, always reach out to us, right? Best we can do is we can answer you in the best way we know how or point you in the right direction, too, with any of this stuff. Exactly. Oh, another episode down, Iman. I know. I think we're up over 30,000 now. Love it. Badass, guys. We want to say thank you. To our listeners, tens of thousands, and our supporters, Till Valhalla, AAA Police Supply, Havoc Journal, our partners at the Profiles and Havoc Podcast, Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks, OD Kit, VikingTactics.com. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We love you. Stay safe. Stay safe yet. Yeah.